listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and of course, with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow my brother on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow myself on Twitter at Summit Commish. Follow our show at Summit SOM Pod, and of course, follow the media team, media company at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. GM, for the f- second time now in five years, we're going to open up right out of the box, right out of the chute, by announcing that the Houston Astros are the two-time world freaking champions. Guys, we are a Houston Rockets podcast, but we are Houston sports fans, so we have to open up this show, this episode, on a proper note, on the right note, on the best note that you could possibly hit on November 6th. We have to acknowledge, talk about our experiences, and most importantly, you know, bask ourselves in the glory of the dominance that is the Houston Astros. Absolute clinic of domination that this team has displayed. GM, how are you doing today? We are 24 hours. Well, actually... No, we're not. We're close to 24 hours removed from when we won our second World Series. GM, you are got a little buzz going on right now. How are you feeling? Oh, man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling uh, electric in terms of having a championship. Let me just tell you that the feeling that I woke up with this morning was, dude, man, the vibes were immaculate. Shout out to our boy Zeke. Um, it was an, an amazing feeling to wake up and be like wow like this actually happened we are the world champions and it's just a feeling that nobody can certainly take away from you the vibes yesterday in downtown were electric and to be a part of that um, unfortunately the commission and i were not able to attend the game but we certainly immersed ourselves within the city and let me tell you, man, that experience was crazy. But um, first and foremost, the commission was there first. Uh, why don't you just start it off, Ken, and talk about what it was like when you arrived over to uh, Kobo's and let everybody know like your feelings. Not everybody was able to attend that. You know? Yeah, no, uh, no one. For everybody that's kind of like taking a chance, kind of listening, um, I like to think that most of everyone that's going to listen to this are Houston, are Houston Rockets fans. Um, of course, as you should be, but to fully immerse ourselves in it and to fully, if you kind of really like know us on a, me and my brother on a personal note, like we're huge Astros fans. I think we've said it time and time again on the podcast. So I just want to preface by saying that, but just kind of transitioning into Kobos was, was, was great. The atmosphere was, it was insane. It was absolutely electric just being there. When I, I got there at four o'clock, like I kid you not three hours 
from first pitch and it was buzzing it was insane that the the house was packed already like at that bar like I've never seen that like we were talking about just kind of being there in that environment there were lines everywhere they had to you know install a little bar outside just so they can have an indoor and outdoor action so you know drinks can funnel through all throughout the bar but it was insane at the at the the fact that look shout outs to Kobos shout outs to Kobos you know just just great great place uh great sports bar if you want to check it out go check it out but the ability of having all those people there at once. Um, there was there was this thickness in the air. Um, you could cut the tension with a knife at this point. Everyone kind of knew. It was like, it felt as if, and I've never felt this in the city. I, 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 I didn't feel it in 2017 just because of the fact that, like, I never, we didn't really immerse ourselves in the city, so we didn't really know. Um, 19 was like, ner- it was just nervousness the whole way. Uh, 21, you know, we got stomped. It was a 3-1 deficit. There's no way we were going to come. It was near impossible to come back from that. But there was this thickness in the air, and it was almost like we were more or less awaiting the coronation of the dynasty that is the Astros as opposed to the nervous thick air of, like, are we going to go seven, which is what my, my mindset was. Like, I, was, I wasn't sure. I, you know, I, I've been so used to how this team has been that, you know, I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. I've been waiting for that since the beginning of the DS and and they continue to shock me they continue to shock me so we're there and it was great and like I said the atmosphere was thick everyone was anticipating it was the coronation basically everyone was just kind of waiting on it and that was just so dope to see and then of course you know the GM enters the picture there so you know when once you're kind of in there Justin like how how did you feel once you kind of got in there there were a lot more people even at that point when you came in because there were already a ton of people to begin with like I thought it was gonna lessen because I was like there's gonna like there, it's walking distance, like a five-minute walking distance to Minute Maid. There were a ton of people there that were going to go to the game. I thought my pro- my thought process was, okay, these people are going to dip. Half the crowd's going to be gone. I'm not expecting anything insane. Nope, that did not happen. So enter the GM here because he shows up about 45 minutes later. Tell me, how, how did you feel when you came in? What was the what was the atmosphere like for the people that didn't get to experience it? Oh man, the vibe. It was it was crazy. It was. Um, I've never seen Kobo so packed before. The lines were pretty much coming outside from the inside and the outside line was getting pretty deep. Um, it, it was something that I wasn't prepared for in terms of amount of people, but just dude, there was this electricity in the air. You just felt like it was a Saturday. It was a beautiful day outside. It was perfect. You know, when last week it was rainy for game one and this game seven, it's not game seven, game six on Saturday, man, it it was beautiful. It was beautiful outside, man. It was almost perfect, I would say. And, you know, I don't want to say that it's almost like a coronation, but it kind of felt that way. Like, I mean, people were feeling a little nervousness, but I think the overall atmosphere was just a very healthy confidence from the city. And... You know, just to cap that all off, man, I mean, dude, just everything there, it was just, it was crazy. It was so dope. Yeah, I mean. Just, it, was, it was just crazy. We I were, you know, like just, we, we as people and guys that pretty much like to be, we are part of the culture. We love our Houston sports. 
um, especially the Rockets and the Astros. And to see the Astros succeed at this level time and time again is something that we should not take for granted as fans. And it's something that we can truly appreciate considering, you know, just not to deviate from the Astros, but obviously because we are Houston Rockets podcast is that the Houston Rockets are not playing well right now. And the Houston Astros were at this point about 10 years ago as well. So to see the work that they put in order to get to this point is something that the Houston Rockets will be working towards as well. And because of all of that, dude, overall, it was crazy, like, we even got to be on Flippin' Bats, the uh, pregame show on Fox Sports. I don't recall that. <laughs> I don't recall it at all. I, we, I was never there. I think I think the gym was there. I definitely was not there. Uh, <laughs> 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 I will never link you all that, uh, That by the way. Uh, but shout-outs to Flippin' Bats. Shout-outs to Ben Verlander. You're a beast. Alex, you guys are amazing. Great people. Uh, just killing it on FS1. Just just doing the best stuff. Uh, ben Verlander. Go check him out. Flippin' Bats podcast. Just absolutely kills the game. GM. Well, I want to I want to continue to harp on on the on this uh, Astros. You know, there really is like we have there is a superstition. Um, I think sports in general. Uh, I can go back to 2018. I can go back to what we did with the Rockets. I can literally tell you what I did before every game. Oh yeah, I mean like, watching like SpongeBob. Yeah, what we did after every, Yeah, so like there were certain things that had to be done, but like obviously the Astros kind of didn't care about our like like well they did, but then like. The World Series happened, and it's like everything kind of got turned on its head, and you had to find something new that worked. And GM, like, what what did you do? Let's uh, you know what was. Everyone has their weird superstitions that they did that it's only considered weird if it doesn't work. What did you do? Like, what was your like? What was your steps and kind of like in terms of like superstitions and like how what led you to kind of just be like, okay, this is this is the formula for success here, you know? Well, I mean, for people that know me. I was very superstitious the first five years, especially after the 17 World Series. We were very superstitious last year. This year, I threw all caution to the wind and said, excuse me, fuck it. I just decided, like, you know what? If the Astros really want it this year, they'll make it happen. I do not have any powers that help in regards to that. And a part of me was like, yo, I'm not going to be that guy. And then as we got to the World Series, I realized, yes, I am still that guy. I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little bit stitious. But throughout the playoffs, honestly, I would just wear different jerseys every day. And I would wear my franchise shirt for every Fromber start. And that formula stuck throughout the whole playoffs. But the difference was for the World Series is every time I wore the hoodie-jersey combo during a game – it did not work in the World Series. I was one and one. Congrats. I was one and one. I was 0-2. So I, I, right, I was right at 500. I was 0-2. I was not allowed to wear this formula of outfit, and I will tell you this. White hoodie. No, no, just hoodie in general. Jersey, black jeans, and white vans. Because for games one and game three, we lost both games. So what did I do? I changed the pants or the shoes couldn't wear the same combo either one. And also for game two, Kenny and I were at a wedding. So I Wait, so didn't we, have to worry about it. Let anything. me get this straight. So you're telling me you're just a little stitious, yet we're going down to the type of socks that you wore? It wasn't the type of socks. Well, but like the, t- your, the your shoes. Out- yeah, the shoes. shoes. 
Yep. That ain't a little stitches, man. Only for the World Series. It's not like I sat in the same place. Well, I couldn't also wear my new World Series hat. So also, there you go. That was bad luck. Okay. So, I mean, you, you, you you just go with that. Like, the whole playoffs, the first two series, I didn't have anything superstitious. I was like, whatever. I'll wear this for this day. You know, and that's kind of how it went. But, dude. Unbelievable stuff, man. Yeah. What more can you say? Yeah, yeah. No, like uh, for years it was, it was really cool. Uh, mine was uh, – okay, so we were – okay, I'll, I'll let everyone know this right now. My my superstitions get weird. Like 2017, I was most known for watching The Martian. I did that every game. Games that I didn't, we lost. Like for some reason or another, I didn't have time to like put it on. The Martian by Matt Damon, fantastic movie, by the way. I think I mentioned, I, I swear to God I mentioned this last year on in like a juice box that in mind episode. But like, yeah, so I did that in 2017. Uh, 2022 was like, yeah, I didn't really, this year I didn't really care as much. I, I just, I wore jerseys, I rotated the same jerseys. Um, it kept working because we were undefeated. Um, it got blown up in game one immediately. Uh, and so th- something at that point had to change. Game three, when we went down, you know, two to one in the series, I decided that I and I go back to the games that we lost. I realize the games where I kind of just stay present, like I can hear the TV or I can hear the game, um, and I'm not walking away. But I put my head down on my phone. That's my that's me not watching the game, quote unquote. I'm still kind of hearing it. The, we lost. We lost game one. So to <laughs> combat this, I would get up and leave. Whether it's at home, I would get up and leave the the area where I'd watch. Um, we're streaming live in studio, so I would leave the studio, go to the office area to just not just be away from everybody. Um, and then game six, Kobos, I literally, I literally left the bar. I walked out into the parking lot. I literally walked out into the parking lot and now I can finally divulge to everybody what I did. It is the weirdest thing that I did. It's going to be considered the weirdest thing, but Hey, it's only weird if it doesn't work. So game three, I left. No, game four, I left, and I wanted to, you know, to calm the nerves, I watched something. Like, I'll just turn something on. But typically, it's never consistent. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, catch up on my socials, um, scroll through YouTube, you know, not, not be, just to pass the first 10 minutes. So, I'm passing. So, I'm on YouTube. I'm doing my normal thing. And then, shout-outs to uh, Pixar, because there's uh, a Ratatouille the movie, Ratatouille the movie, which is one of my favorite Pixar movies of all time a ratatouille recipe popped up and it was a how-to very calming like calming tranquil piano music person's not who's who's cooking isn't even speaking just it's in words it's so peaceful you can hear the fire being stoked as it's being cooked it was a weird zen phil jackson like patience i ended up having i kid y'all not game four i started watching it came out one game four game five Alright, we're in studio. Step out, ratatouille. How to cook the ratatouille. Get the dub in game five. Game six game six. Go go through Kobos. Leave it. Go to the parking lot. What am I gonna turn on? How to cook ratatouille. And we win game six in the World Series. Guys, it is because of me and the fact that I watched rat how to make ratatouille a classic French dish, guys. You are welcome. We won the World Series because of that. That Nothing is else. the most bizarre thing I've bizarre ever heard. It is the most bizarre thing, but it, it freaking works. I, I, I can see how it would work in terms of you. Uh, it's calming you down. Uh, that is uh, crazy. That isn't anything that I anticipated at all. I had no idea what I was going to hear. 
But sure enough, Kenny, you had. I told you, sh- I was you had the shock. Me, I was man. not gonna tell you out of the shoot. Yeah, <laughs> I was not gonna tell you out of the gate. I was not expecting yeah, that. Yeah, no, absolutely whatsoever, not. whatsoever. So, bottom line here, you know, we're gonna we're gonna transition out of here, out of the juice box. But I kind of just wanted to like kind of let y'all know that such a big deal for myself and my brother. Um, we want the Rockets to get there. We fully believe that they will get there. But if you're not recognizing greatness before you see it, I'm gonna harp upon what just what the GM says. He always says this. If you're not harping, if you are not witnessing greatness before you, and you're choosing to ignore it, then that's just on y'all. Um, I don't believe any of our listeners do that though. I think all of our listeners that listen in are, are genuine sports fans, and they care about the city. They care about the Astros as well as the Rockets. So I totally get it. And if you're doing that, kudos to you. You're one of us. Fantastic. If you're listening to us and you only listen to us. That's great too, but you're not going to get us breaking down averages, breaking down um, the numbers part of the game and why Jordan is your daddy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to break any part of that down. I'm going to use this perfect opportunity to give y'all a plug and a shout out and an ad just for BTD beyond the diamond. Be sure to check them out. Uh, Apollo Dez and Brian Lalima and Josh Stroh's just absolutely killing it. They just dropped their world series reaction episode today so if look obviously your number one listen is going to be the summit but just for today i'm going to throw it out here just because we won a championship your number one listen right now should be btd go check out beyond the diamond right now they're freaking killing it they got the the numbers are insane they're cracking like insane numbers because of that you know because of the fact that shows in the world series but des is a dude lima's a dude josh is my dude because we're producing we're producing brothers those are dudes, man, and they're just doing they're doing big stuff, and that that's Apollo, and that's the baseball side. So be sure to give them a listen if you really want like legit, legit, legit breakdowns. They are the best Houston Astros podcast out there, uh, best Houston Astros show out there in terms of just breaking down the content, all Houston, all everything. That's the one that you need to go to. Um, I'll give that pass for tonight. Uh, go ahead and listen to them before you come listen to us. <laughs> so. That's going to be my plug. That's going to be my ad. I'm, I'm very thankful for the Astros. I love the Houston Astros. Um, you know, for the Rockets, you always say we bleed red, but we technically do bleed red. But for the Astros, man, I bleed navy I bleed navy blue and orange any day of the week. GM, any closing thoughts on the Houston Astros here, the greatness that's before them? Before we move on to, you know, the obviously exciting part of the episode, the Houston Rockets. Well, if I, like, I if just to top off what you said, you know, like, just appreciate the greatness that we have at hand. And understand that the dominance that this team has isn't something that you can really replicate we don't know how long this will be granted we have a rookie alcs mvp world series mvp gold glove winner and the crazy thing is that he won't even win rookie of the year it's going to be julio rodriguez which is crazy to me right um right yeah i mean he did play better in the regular season i'm not going to cap on that but overall what i'm stating is more so like there is still a chance that this greatness can be elongated, but this team is a dynasty. And if you watch this team and if you can apply it to the Rockets, which I'll transition to now in the sense is when you see the way that this team was built and see what the Rockets are trying to do in the forms of long-term, this is the finished product that you want. If you're Raphael stone and, uh, you know, Um, Tillman Fertitta in terms of success when you watch the Astros you this should motivate you you know Uh, in terms of team building but 
also this let's let, let's talk about the fans real quick just a quick quick note um you know if we can uh the commission and I were out on the streets last night celebrating this world championship victory with our Apollo brethren and being able to immerse ourselves in that environment and be there in the heart of downtown right after a championship was done and the job was finished. Um, it was a life-changing experience. And as a huge Houston Rockets fan as well, that is the type of experience that we want to share with you guys, the listeners, and everyone in the city when the Houston Rockets win a championship. So don't just because the team is currently one and nine, do not you I understand that they're in terms of frustration. We can all be frustrated in terms of losses, but it sucks, but sometimes terrible things have to occur in order to make your steps forward and that is what ha- that's what's happening currently man and sometimes you just gotta have faith in the process and understand that this can be us sooner or later how soon who knows um that may depend on if Raphael stone stays you know but at the end of the day have faith in the team and when you look at this success right here this is what the Rockets could possibly build in terms of success. So just think about that. Watch this team and remember that they started this transition over 10 years ago to get to this point. So, you know, anything can happen in terms of greatness. And, you know, we're just excited that one day we'll be able to share this whole experience with you guys and we'll all do this together and we'll all be roaming around the city of downtown screaming, you know, the Rockets are world champions. You know what I mean? Yeah. The connection that this fan base and and uh Craig Craig who's a who's a friend friend of the show always says this. He always goes to this uh his his go-to thoughts in terms of what connects the Rockets to the Astros and you know, I'll just, you know, harpen upon that before uh, while we transition into the Rockets is that you got to see this team grow up before your eyes and I think there's a kinship with the with the Astros in the in the city. Um, from seeing the youngins when they grew up with Springer, Altuve, Bregman, Correa, and Keuchel at the time, and getting Verlander the when veteran hands were needed, um, that that was the that was the setup for seventeen. You know, you had Harvey. Um, the city rallied around each other. That was kind of what that was the jumping point. But then the scandal happened. The the trash can thing happened, and in a way, it really became the mantra of you know, and I'm not not trying to be corny by any means because you know we are Apollo after all to say H Town versus everyone, but it really was truly the mantra and the mindset, and I think that's why this this celebration meant more to in a weird way because it was almost like you know people are always gonna hate and let them hate at this point. I really don't care. Me and Justin just don't care anymore. Um, we're two time champions. We're a dynasty, but. You can't break what this is at this point. So I think that's the that is the connection from the fan base to the city to the to the team to the Astros. That's why there's this bond that's pretty unbreakable at this point. Um, whenever this ride ends, but that's that's that is the totality of what how dominant this Astros team is, backed by you know such a strong strong fan base. Um, I want the Rockets to be able to, to hit that those heights, and by having someone like Jalen to have Jabari to have those types of players, KPJ, Shangun, who you know, the general Rockets fans that are fans of the team right now genuinely like these guys. So the idea is that these guys grow before your eyes, and 
you know, the struggles will be there, like, like right now, oh God, right now, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, you want that to be the building point to go through your 100 plus loss seasons, just like we're going through our 50 plus loss seasons, <laughs> 60 loss seasons. Uh, the equivalent of that to be able to garner and require acquire the top talent and give you give you the best chance that is set up for success, knowing that you have like a three year, four year plan to work with. Um, we're gonna transition now into Rockets talking. I cannot. I look. I, I'll just say this, GM. I cannot, in good faith, look in good conscience, say that we're a playing team. Dog. The first ten games, we are one and nine. GM. We are on pace. Ah. <sighs> To go like what? Yeah, like, seventy-four. Uh, the worst record in NBA history. Like, and we literally <laughs> talked about this. We were one in sixteen. Why do I feel like a deja vu? We're one and nine in the first ten games. I did not have this on my bingo card. We are so much better than one in nine. But look, we recorded last Monday. We had a few games that piped up in between. There were great games. There were some struggling games. But the bottom line is is that we didn't get a single dub in any of these games. And look, I'll gladly let this go because every time the Rockets lost, the greater good happened and the Astros won. If that's what it takes, that's probably fine. I can lose I can lose a few games here and there for the sake of the Astros winning a championship. One in nine? <laughs> GM, I want your thoughts right now. Mm-hmm. One in nine Houston Rockets. They are strong. They lost to the T-Wolves last night. Look, it, it has not been great. I'll give you guys just the setup. Rockets lost last night, 129 to 117. We're going to go into this in a little bit, but I want the GM's overall thoughts on the 1 in 9 Rockets before we dive a little bit into this. They're struggling right now. What is your overall thoughts on this team being 1 in 9 from top to bottom? Dude, the struggles are real, if I'm going to be completely transparent. Like, Tonight, I mean, not sorry, tonight, last night wasn't certainly ideal in terms of the way that the team played. Uh, the team came out kind of hot. They were down six after the first quarter. They hit some few threes. They were staying in the game, but the turnovers were the bane, man. The turnovers are kind of what started the the flow of negativity in terms of the play. Um, the second quarter, they were down 20. They were outscored 28 to 15. And, you know, anytime the Rockets kind of get outscored big, it's usually in the swing quarters, the second or the third. The The Rockets seem to make headway usually in the fourth and then kind of tail off because naturally as a young team, you're going to work your ass off to get back. And then once you're there, it's like, oh, shit, I don't have enough energy to get back in this game. But, you know, overall... Shangun had himself a game. He was 17 and 7, 8 of 9 from the field. He only played 20 minutes, um, which is shocking. I mean, as as let's be completely transparent here, me and the, the commission were able to watch this game at the same time as the Astros game. Um We did tell me we did not do our civic duty as as a Houston Rockets podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Houston Texans, the, the the Apollo Texans didn't even cover Texan stuff. I mean, you know, I like uh, did 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 I just out us in a way that uh, I was. It's like we it. suck at doing our jobs. Well, I mean, hey man, complete transparency. I did watch some of the game after. It wasn't fun. It was not fun at all. But I did do my part. Try to watch some of the stuff, and you know, in the first half, it just it wasn't so hot, man. And then the whole time, it just seemed like. The defense just was not there. Anthony Edwards got his first dunk of the season. And there's been an issue where it's like he's just not dunking. And he got his first dunk of the year. And, of course, it would happen on us <laughs> against Shingun in the paint. Of course. Um, you know. But 
the Minnesota the, the T Wolves are a decent team, man. They're a team that can play, and it's okay that we took the L overall. Um, also, what can I say? Tar Eason had himself a pretty strong game again. He made some good threes. He was on it like he always is. Uh, overall, though, I think we need more from Jalen Green. Jalen Green shot 6 of 16 from the field, 4 of 11 from 3. But he's not looking as sharp as we would like and expected to begin the season. He's had some really good highlights and some really good lowlights. But overall, I'm just kind of feeling like, eh, we're 1-9. What can you expect when your team is 1-9? I expect incremental improvement. I know. I get that. I get that. We're I get one that. In I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about pre the before the record. I'm saying after the point now. You know, seeing that we are one in nine, and seeing where we started and where we're at now. Of course, you want to see incremental improvement. I'm just stating in the sense of where your expectations lie as of this moment. I want win number two before win number eighteen before game number eighteen. That's all I want. <laughs> I don't, I, don't know, I, mean, any, I don't think what I want is outlandish at this point. Well, I just want another win. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. If you look at the schedule, the Houston Rockets will be playing in Orlando and visiting number one overall pick, Paolo Bencaro. Oh, can we talk about this? Let's oh, do it. Let's talk about it. Let's this. do it. Okay. No, no, let's no, no, do no. it. Okay, okay. I have something. <laughs> we got we to gotta talk about this. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, geez. Okay. All right. Now you're just scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for my enthusiasm. Proceeded to like, he had to take a breath for a moment. Well, he, Kenny knew I was being Kuro Boat, so you know. No, just, no, no, uh, okay, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about. No, I don't care. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. The Rockets are gonna play Orlando by the time we record. Uh, by the time the episode gets put out, they're gonna be playing them uh, tonight, actually. So I think the start time. Let me just double check. I think I got the start time correct. It was on my phone. Six fifteen uh, Central. So the game is set up six fifteen. Um, I Jabari's got he was hurt, so I don't know if he's gonna play tomorrow. Um, I have to double check and see. I think we'll we'll have that information as it becomes available. Um, I do want to see that matchup. I do want to see that matchup, and I think okay, he's ill. Okay, he fell ill, but he's pro- he's listed as probable for Monday. So I'm assuming uh, Jabari's knowing Jabari, he's a competitor. He's gonna play, but. Everyone's harping on Paolo Bencaro. Okay. That's this is how everyone's been feeling lately. Um I'm not gonna say who. There are people in the Rockets fan base that are really like like yo, Paolo's having a great season, a great rookie campaign, well great rookie of the year. He's averaging like twenty plus points, like everything exactly as bad as this sounds, exactly as I anticipated. Paolo is the most NBA ready. Right now, he was the most offensive NBA ready player right out of the shoot. Color me surprised. I am not shocked at all by any of this. Jabari was going to struggle out of the gate. I called that. I freaking called that he was going to struggle out of the gate. He does not have a tight handle, but he has a strong base everywhere else. That's how I knew. Okay, this is where we stand right now. First 10 games of the season, nine or 10 games of the season. Every uh, you know, Paolo Bancaro is going off, well on his way to Rookie of the Year, and all the all the Bancaro truthers are all shitting their pants. Like everyone's going nuts. Oh, we should have gotten Bancaro. Bancaro should have been the one. Newsflash, guys, we're the number three pick. There's no way we're gonna get Bancaro. 
whether you like it or not. <laughs> You're not getting Bancaro. Point number two. I can Bancaro's stats look great. Bancaro is doing really well. He is surprisingly actually affecting the game in a defensive standpoint. So he's kind of, in a way, he's shocked me and how well he's played defensively. And I think even on this team, you know, with Jabari Smith, we're one and nine. Newsflash, guys, Orlando's two and eight. One more win. One more win. Dude, one more win is huge. No, no, for exactly. Them? No, no, no. For me, yeah, absolutely. That's I just said that. Big. It's big time, right? Because they won it before game eighteen. That's been my whole thing. But <laughs> okay. I wanna I wanna say this right now and I wanna get this out there. Everyone wants everyone that wanted Paolo Bancaro on the Rockets, thinking that Paolo Bancaro at this point in time, with the first ten games of the season that Orlando played, with the first ten games that the Houston Rockets played, they are a plus one in that category because they have one more win than the Rockets. Paolo Bancaro's offense is fantastic. It is great. It is NBA ready. I'm not crapping on him. He is the most he was the most NBA ready player out of the jump. I knew he was gonna be impactful right out of the gate. But the question is, if you trade Jabari for Paolo beginning of the season and you run the first 10-game simulation, can you really believe that this team would have had more than one win right out of the gate? And this is not a knock on Bancaro as much as it's a knock on the way that we're being run currently. I don't know if we would have been set up with similar success. I don't even know if Bancaro would be averaging 20-plus points. Because you have Jalen, you have KP, you have Shangoon, who are all demanding of the ball. And who does the Magic have? Cole Anthony? There's nobody that's going to take the ball away from Bancaro. But you put Bancaro into this team, you think they're just going to give Bancaro the ball, all the touches that he's getting with the Magic, he's going to get the same touches on the Rockets? You guys are dreaming. He's not going to average 20 plus points. I'm sorry. You see the way KP's handling the ball? You see the way that Jalen Green is trying to get his sophomore season going? Do you see the way Alp is trying to be the main funnel on the offensive end? You really think with a straight face that you can believe that Paolo on this team maybe could give us one more win, but really be a 20-plus point score with the same amount of touches that he's going to get on the Magic he's going to get on the Rockets? No, I, I personally don't believe it. By and large... Shouts them, K Bauer. Um, by and large, I don't see the impact being as heavily weighed heavily as people are saying. It's not just me defending Jabari; just more is the fact that it didn't matter who we have. One in nine, two of eight is still going to be the record regardless. There's nothing that's going to change it. It's the system that's being ran. KP being the point guard. We have a lot. There are a lot of hands in the cookie jar currently. I just don't see Paolo, if you swapped it, being exactly the same. And I don't see Paolo having as heavy of an impact on the Magic as he has on the Rockets. That's my take. GM, you are the Paolo Bank. You are the you are on Bancaro's boat. You weren't the captain, but you certainly were an admiral on the ship. How are you feeling overall, Paolo Bancaro, Jabari Smith? There's a it's a war right now in Houston. Uh, you know, just go a few miles out from Minute Maid to Toyota Center, and there's a huge war going on right now because people are saying that Paolo is already light years ahead of Jabari. People are feeling that. Powell's way ahead of the curve. How are you feeling overall from this start compared to Jabari's? I think Paulo has actually been very impressive, but that's only natural, correct, in terms of his performance. Um, I think that the way that their games are played, um, they both affect the games completely differently, and what Jabari is doing is completely different 
in terms of effectiveness. Uh, he hasn't shot the ball too well. Granted, he's what shooting 33 or 34% from the three with his touches. I expect those numbers to go up as the season goes along and he gets comfortable. It's more so the dribbling aspect and the fumbling the ball at the rim, the finishing at the rim, but that's been a common struggle for everybody in terms of all those guys outside of LP. Um, also, his defense. Jabari's defense, The a lot of people did believe that he would be a world changer by himself in terms of effectiveness. I did believe that he would help the culture in terms of defense, but if you ask me, I do think that Tari Eason has made a more bigger impact defensively than Jabari Smith I think Jr. That's fair. Um, I had higher expectations in terms of his performance, but that's okay. I do think it's fair that our expectations should be held a little bit higher as well. Granted, he is the number three overall pick, so I also think it's very fair. Um, If Jalen Green was going to be getting those type of criticism last year, then I think it's also very fair for Jabari, considering that Jalen did start slow. But I will say this. um, I think that if Paulo Bencaro was a part of this team, even with less touches, I do believe that he would be able to impact the game more, and I will tell you why. It's because his vision, his playmaking, is already there. Well, with, okay, okay, but yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. What do we have the ball in his hands to create? No, but I'm saying, you hear me. My preface was saying that even though he wouldn't have the ball as much, he would probably make his opportunities valuable because of the opportunities that would be presented. Granted, he does have guys like with gravity, like a Jalen and Nick Van Porter Jr., who are great catch and shoot players, and. See, the Alperen Shangun aspect of it all would be the wild card. We don't know about that. He's not going to like that. But I would say this. I would say this. I would say this, though. Bruno Fernando was the starter to start the season. So if we're going to go based on that, and Bruno Fernando was the starter next to Pelop and Caro, that could definitely be something that could possibly work in terms of the lineup usage and the way that the ball would be moved. Um, Granted, Ken Porter Jr. is the point guard. But I think the guys would sacrifice some touches in order for someone who is six foot ten to get to generate the offense in terms of passes and being able to maneuver in the block. Because I, from just the little things that I've seen of Paulo, is that the one thing about him is that he's able to get to the rim. Despite people saying that his athleticism is slow, he's very smart calculated and i do have a couple of friends that discredited his play at duke and said that he was very slow and ridiculed me for liking his talent i never said and, that and that's totally he's fine not, he's not he's not he's not ricocheting me by any means i never no, said i'm i said exactly i said i said friends i have a br- I, exactly I have a brother but i also have friends and I, yo brother i can be both i'm hey touche <laughs> these particular friends God were not a fan them. and they would give me a ton of shit and I'm going to be completely transparent. Like when it comes to the Jabari front, I've heard nothing. It's just been shitting on Usman, but the Jabari front it's, I, I haven't complained because I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. Shout out by the but, way, side note, shout out to Jada because Jada literally said I'm out of the whole Jabari. I don't know the Jabari group. I'm the only one making sense. J Dub, uh, my, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll love all that's of hilarious. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, you know, it, it's just, uh, it's just funny. And you know, credit to Paula. I, I, I mean, I'm still a fan of his, but I'm a bigger fan of the Houston Rockets. 
Um, my belief system in terms of that is that he might be able to affect the team. And Kenny, I'm not, I don't even want to deviate any further, but yeah. the question was, do the Rockets win more or have at least two wins with Paul Pincaro? I say yes. I That's say yes. It's a fair point. But it, it's, two, it's, it's fair. It's all hypothetical. It's all hypotheticals, two. though. Yeah, yeah, everything's hypothetical. And then yeah. on top of that, you did mention a good point in Bruno Fernando. Uh, but let's just say hypothetically, I mean, Bruno Fernando goes down in game three like he was supposed to, and then Alp gets thrusted in there. That's the thing. The only, Look, the only thing that throws me is the Alp element. That's the one that I have to think and be like, man, like, he need, I think the man needs touches. Fair. I think that's like, very he fair. Needs to, and, and that's the thing. Like, Alpi's that type of player. He needs the touches because he's that type of talent. He's not He's not Clint Capella. He's, his, he's a Jokic mold. He's like a, you know, Jokic, a Tim Duncan. He needs the ball in his hands. Like, that's how, it, that's how he operates. I, I think where everyone stands right now is, and, and I think it's hilarious where the fan base stands. I'm going to defend Jabari to the ends of the earth. Of course I will. But I'm not crazy at the same time. I know who's better right out of the gate. And I've said this from the beginning. Guys, once again, talking people off the cliff. It is 10 games into their rookie campaigns. Both of them. Look at Orlando right now. You want to take a... Let's not talk about Paolo. Let's talk about Bull Bull, who is finally putting his season together. He is actually being impactful who was a high touted prospect who's a few years into the league and is finally making an impact guys development can happen later i'm not saying jabari is that type of player but it's just a prime example of you not everyone is going to be nba ready out of the gate and put on a jordan-esque show like that is not going to happen and if and those players are rare. LeBron's, the Jordans, they are rare. But Paulo is putting up LeBron numbers that it, LeBron put up his rookie year. Exactly. No, and I'm not hating on that either. But 10 games into the season, I also want to... The thing with Paulo that scares that scared me was also with his health. So I don't know where he's going to stand by the end of that point. We'll see. Um, damn it. Okay, I will yield. I will yield to the GM. We will. We would have more than one win. I can give him that. I'm not giving him more than two. I'm sorry. I can't I think, give him more I don't think that's asking for a lot. Yeah, I'm not giving <laughs> him more than two. I'm sorry. So I'm not giving far. him more than two. But <laughs> Jabari will be just fine. The game is moving fast in his brain. You can see it. His brain, his mind is moving faster than his body. There's a lot of reason why he's fumbling the ball. You can tell he's nervous. He needs to get used to the speed of the game. Every episode I'm gonna comes out here, I'm going to continue to say this. Until we're by game 50. If it's game 50 plus and my man is still doing the same stuff he's doing in game 1 through 10, I'll be like, okay, all right, we're going to revisit some things and <laughs> we're going to put some stuff into perspective. But until then, no. He'll be just fine, just as much as we understand what Paolo is. But the matchup the matchup tomorrow, GM, is going to be great. I, that is a game we have to... Guys, if you're going to watch any game of the season, I want you to watch that Paolo versus Jabari matchup. That is going to be so fun to watch. There's going to be that extra feel in the air. It's it's Cade Cunningham versus Jalen Green last year. Going into this year, it's the exact same thing, because Ch- especially Chet not being available. So this is basically going to be the matchup of the year. And Jabari's going to ha- if he plays tomorrow, which he's fully expected to play, he's going to have that extra oomph to him. As much as like Paolo is going to wa- he's going to he's going to you know what GM he wants to throw a whopper on the board. He wants a forty point whopper. 
That's what that's what Paolo wants. He wants a 30-plus to 40-point whopper on the Rockets. That's what he wants to do. Just as much as Jabari wants to hit five threes and have, like, three key blocks on Paolo. So, it's going to be a fun matchup. GM, tomorrow, let's predict right now. Rockets versus the Magic. Paolo versus Jabari. Cole Anthony versus uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Everyone loves that Cole Anthony versus Kevin Porter Jr. matchup. <laughs> but all jokes aside, where... Where do we stand? Uh, who's going to win tomorrow's game? It's a very important game. It's the best chance to get win number two, in my opinion. Uh, who gets the who's, who gets the win in Orlando t- uh, tomorrow night? Houston gets Whoa! the win tomorrow. I think uh, some of these guys are going to come out firing. They got something to prove against someone like Paulo. Um, even Tari Eason called himself the best player to come out of Seattle. With also his fellow brethren, Kevin Porter Jr., that's a Seattle triumvirate right there. You include Jalen Green. That's a West Coast bunch over there playing in Orlando tomorrow on both sides of the teams. So I do like uh, our chances there. Granted, Orlando has two wins. So we'll see how it goes. I think the Rockets might come out firing just because this is going to be a number one versus number three battle. Uh, the Rockets want Jabari to look good, make them look like they made the right pick. The guys are going to play hard, play for their team. I also think they're going to play motivated against a guy like a um, Paulo Bencaro. They may have someone like you know, you know, uh, Jalen Suggs, who's actually starting to find his place in the team, starting to play well. Apparently, um, we'll see how that goes, man. I mean, we have more size in terms of the guards, uh, but Paulo will be the guy. I think we're going to see a lot of. Uh, Jabari on Paulo, and then rotate in some Jay Sean Tate, and uh, is J- if Jay Sean Tate is healthy, I mean, uh, maybe KJ Martin or a uh, oh, God Tari Eason. I can't even get the name out there, but I do think that there is a chance that we win, and I'm gonna pick my team to win. Uh, it's just a feeling. Um, I'm not feeling completely like yo super confident, but I do think that there's certainly a possibility that we win. Okay. I have to always go opposite of you, but now I can't. You know what? All right, fuck it. Rockets are in. <laughs> Let's go. Just they're gonna ride this World Series championship wave, and they're gonna. There's gonna be two parades happening in Houston. <laughs> the Astros are gonna have their parade on Monday, and then the Rockets are gonna be parading in Disney World that night because the Rockets are gonna snag win number two in Game Eleven. You better believe it. Rockets are gonna win. Double. Double-digit win. Could be as low as 10, as high as 99. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> oh, a double yeah. digit, it's going to be a double-digit win regardless. Houston Rockets are going to take it. Jabari Smith will have his best game of the season. Ooh, I love it. I love that confidence. He Give is it. your son. Give so. it to me. I will whoop my son if I need to. But I can, I can encourage him as well. Jabari Smith, best game of the season. It's coming. It's coming Tomorrow night against the Magic, we're going to beat the Magic. I think Paolo's going to have a whale of a game. I'm not downplaying anything that Paolo's doing. And guys, by the way, I'm not downplaying any, anything that Paolo's doing. I, I'm not, that wasn't my intention to do that. I'm, my, my whole goal with the argument was just letting people know that the I, did, I don't think the impact is as significant if they had swapped. If you know, if you know what I mean? Like, like it's significant, but like on the win-loss column, I don't think it creates that much of a, a curve. You know what I mean? That was yeah. That was my thought process. Guys... I know what Paolo is. I'm not stupid. Paolo's a fucking beast. He's a great offensive player. Mm-hmm. Easily, probably one of the best rookie, probably probably putting together some of the best 
rookie performances, maybe even in NBA history. Like, he's 22, 22 plus points. Mm-hmm. Like, he's putting up God mode numbers right now as a rookie. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. I res- fully cl- clap and respect it. But at the end of the day, you know, fuck that. Jabari's my son. <laughs> There you go. There you go. There you go. I, I gotta I love be real. It. I, I gotta love be real. It. I gotta love show it. it. Gotta show it. I want to hear show that. I want to hear that. P- possible friend of the summit, Jabari Smith, maybe. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna speak it into. Kenny's existence. gonna speak it into existence. Speak it into I, existence. I totally respect that. Right. So, <laughs> on this note, we're gonna go ahead and uh, end the sh- end the show here. GM, we are here. Episode uh, one thirty. Uh, we 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 do have a few notes that we do want to give out. Um. Which I will pull. I will put a plug here, probably at the beginning of the episode. But I do want to put a plug out right now, because there is going to be a certain watch party. Um, the Astros is fun. World Series is great. We plan the watch party on purpose to be after the World Series. It's like the GM knew what it was. It's like he called it. You know, he he freaking called it. He was there. He said the Rockets are gonna be. The Rockets are gonna be putting up. The Rockets are going to be putting up uh, their their games against the Astros, and we, we weren't going to let that happen. We're going to let it overlap. The GM decided he made an g- executive decision that he was not going to let the Rockets' watch party get in the way of any of the Astros because we know where our priorities are, and we want as many people to get packed in there. GM, let the people know what's happening on Saturday, uh, what we're doing, what's happening, all the good stuff from there. Okay, so next Saturday, November 12th, your Houston Rockets will be playing against the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans. And we will be watching this game from Ingenious Brewery over in Humble, Texas. And let me tell you, man, you guys aren't going to want to miss it. We got a youthful team that's playing against a team that will be seemingly probably make the playoffs this year and we're just very excited to get everyone together and we understand that there might be some form of uh sports fatigue that's why we decided to take that extra week off you know and um sure enough i was right uh we had planned this before the major league baseball playoffs we were talking about this in september planning this and I had said, well, November 5th would be a potential Game 7. And let's play it safe. I don't want us to get to 7. Even if we make the World Series, let's just plan for it just in case. Let's not try to coincide anything. And sure enough, man, it didn't happen. And also, there's a quick note. The Rockets got slaughtered last night. So I guess it's a good thing we didn't have a Rockets watch party last night. <laughs> I guess it would have been good for the Wemby sweepstakes, I suppose, which everyone's yeah Wemby fans, on. yeah, which is totally fine, just totally fine. But um, let's let me um get back to it. But you know, we're gonna be there. It's gonna be a fun time. Uh, we have a food truck. I believe it is Sims Kitchen that will be there. Uh, they will be serving great food. Uh, and also, let's um make a quick announcement. You know, we got a small batch beer that is releasing that day just for the watch party and kenny will you let the crowd know what the name is all right so i can't take all the credit obviously in this uh beer the gm just doing big boy gm moves he's the alcohol man that's definitely not me um the gm he's the one that handled that on the back end just kind of talking about the flavors that he wanted absolutely we're so happy this is actually the first beer named after us that had our influence like 
it may not seem like a huge deal to y'all, but this is a very big deal to us. Like, this is great. We're going to have a beer, a small batch beer named after us. So it's it's such a big occasion. And, and for the first time ever, we're going to drop the name right before we advertise it uh, this week. We're so excited to bring it up to y'all. It's going to be insane. It's going to be so much fun. The name of the beer is Summit Red Alert. We're so excited. That's right. Summit Red Alert. Bomb just dropped. Why is it called Summit Red Alert? Just that I, I call it, I mean, Red red because it, we're the Houston Rockets pod, but I mean, it's got to be more to it than that, right? Summit Red Alert. It's an alert, bro, because every time we release an episode, it's an alert. Oh, my God. For everybody. That is not what I When the Summit all. makes their appearance, it is an alert. I said red. I know, because for the color. Yeah, I know. That was the whole point of what I was trying to say. Oh, but red alert is like a, you know, like an alert. Alert. Yeah, right? I mean, I'm sorry. We weren't simpatico there. We were not. <laughs> not simpatico at all. Okay, that, that was my I was interpretation. Thinking, I was <laughs> thinking layup and you were thinking jump shot. We were just not. We were just. Yeah, this is normal when we play basketball. This so is not this crossing. Is, this does is, that make yeah, sense? Nope, it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So bottom line, we're going to have a beer named after us. Uh, Summit Red Alert. It's a small batch beer exclusive only at the watch party. If you want to have a taste of this beer, this taste of this delicious beer, you're going to have to be at the Houston Rockets watch party. Yeah, you'll definitely want to pull up. I mean, the flavors in the beer, let me tell you this right now. It is a sour beer from the Ingenious Smarty Variety Pack, which basically is something that they make in terms of sours. And this sour particular has this, the following flavors, pomegranate, strawberry, watermelon, pineapple, mango, and just a hint of sea salt. So let me tell you, man, you're about to go on a wild tropical ride of many, many red fruits, and it'll give you that nice little finish of sweetness, just like a Kevin Porter Jr. three-point shot. It's going to be a swish. And let me tell you, this beer is going to be wonderful. You're definitely going to want to have a taste of it. And just come around, have a wonderful time. You're going to hang out with me and Kenny. Hopefully, uh, we'll have some of our Apollo brethren over there as well hanging out with us. So definitely come through, hang out, guys. It's going to be a great time. Hopefully, we can get the Rockets' third win because the Rockets are certainly getting their second win tomorrow. Isn't that right, Kenny? Yes. Win number two is happening. It is happening tomorrow. And two things are guaranteed. Win number two. To, oh, I'm not guaranteeing win number two. <laughs> it's an almost certainty. Win number two and then the Houston Rockets watch party that is going to come up. We're so excited. So excited to bring this fourth to y'all. Our third Houston Rockets watch party. We can't wait to see all of y'all there. Keep the party going, guys. World Series champions. Houston Rockets watch party. Let's all keep connecting the Houston fan base. I want Astros fans there. Fuck it, I'll say it. I want Texans fans there. Dare I say, I want Dynamo fans there. You know what? I'll even go an extra step. I want Dash fans there. I want everyone. I want UH fans there. I want fans of sports there. I want fans of mathematical equations because we run Moneyball on this Rockets team. I want everybody to show up for this Houston Rockets watch party. GM, give us the sign off on the go home here. Do what you do. Give us the end. All right, guys. Thank you again for listening to this episode, and we just appreciate you all your support. Follow me on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at Summit, S-O-M-P. 
pod and follow us on instagram as well at summit state of mind underscore pod and follow the fam follow us at apollo nba and the whole media company apollo hou on all platforms and we're just excited to hopefully get more of this basketball season in gear and we're just excited to hang out with everybody and enjoy more basketball absolutely so once again you know do all the follows accordingly follow myself at summit commission thank you so much for joining us uh, episode 130 for you 130 episodes in can't believe it just keep grinding it out keep putting out episodes keep putting out content be sure to follow us follow the summit follow apollo follow all of our brethren out there apollo texans beyond the diamond everything anything and everything regarding our incredible media company that we get to work with and continue to support the Houston Rockets continue to support the Houston Astros continue to support support Houston sports once again on the sign off here i guess we can say go astros two time two time champs and of course on the sign off go rockets the summit for life